Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Talk with Camille Normand, an American-born artist that lives and works in Norway. We recorded the episode inside the Nordic Pavilion at the 56th Venice Biennale. Norwegian architect Severa Fenn designed the pavilion that represents the art of Sweden, Finland, and Norway to create a sense of shadowless Nordic light. This is the first time in recent years that Norway has presented a project alone in the space. The pavilion is situated on one of the main pathways through the park known as Giardini. The architectural design is quite the opposite of the classical temple style of the neighboring United States pavilion. The Nordic space incorporates the dark gray trunks of three live trees, its glass walls inviting a visual conversation with the surrounding topography, weather, and natural light. Normand's immersive sonic environment echoes and shatters those windows. In this unique setting, her project, titled Rapture, evokes harmony and dissonance at the same time. Rapture embodies poetry and catastrophe. Here and there beneath layered and angled elegant wall-sized window frames lie sheets of shattered glass. From the ceiling at the far end of the room, speakers shaped like great microphones project tonal sounds and breathing. Three female voices commingle with a unique musical instrument. The artist employs the installation and live performance to explore trauma and rapture. What is revealed? The complex interconnectivity of sound, myth, taboo, and science, all wrapped up in art and history. You had said you're responding to the architectural body of the pavilion itself. So let's describe what that means, Mm -hmm. the architectural body. Right. Well, this pavilion is very special. Uh, It is flanked by very large windows on two sides. And conceptually, it's always wanted to explore the relationship between the inside and outside. And of course, that's what windows do. They are theoretically invisible borders between two different environments. And so I thought to consider, in my looking at the relationship between music and a body, I wanted to consider the pavilion itself as a body and what might happen to that body if it were uh, subject to extreme states of excitation, of excitement. So I attempted to reflect that through the installation, the architectural elements, the the oscillating and contorted and moving windows, and certainly the broken glass, and also through the soundscape. The soundscape is composed of your glass harmonica sounds and And the voices of women. Right, exactly. Why women? Well, a, a lot of superstition is around the relationship between music and the body. And that superstition has largely been centered on women and sexuality in relationship to music. So I thought it was very appropriate to really focus on the voices of women. And also as a sense of an empowerment, because I think also women 
still today very much in a situation where we are facing these invisible borders every day. And I think it's quite a positive to suggest this as sort of breaking through some of these invisible uh, borders through the breath of a woman or the sound of her tone. Normand describes the unusual electronic instrument at the center of this project. Well, the glass harmonica is an instrument that was invented by Benjamin Franklin in 1761. It is made out of uh, crystal bowls, 99% pure bowls made out of crystal. Uh, each bowl produces a note. If you think of a piano keyboard, for example, um, one bowl per one note. And the bowls sit on a piston and rotate with a motor. So the sound that they produce is very similar to the sound that you get when you rub your finger around a wine glass, for example, except the sound from a crystal is much more clear and much more visceral. It's very much a bodily experience. It's beautiful and also quite um, difficult to hear for a long time, I think. So I think a lot of the controversy around this instrument, I mean, when it was invented, Marie Antoinette learned how to play it, Mozart composed for it, and Franz Mesmer was hypnotizing hysterical women in his Paris salons. The world fell quickly in and out of love with the glass harmonica. If the sound was so powerful that it could uh, cure you, then perhaps it could make you sick or make you crazy or even kill you. So suddenly it was actually outlawed in several uh, European cities. And for 200 years, it ceased to exist. But it was in 1982 when a, a glassblower from Massachusetts uh, was given contracts by Silicon Valley to produce crystal tubing that would uh, be used in the production of uh, computer chips. So in the process, he had all these little bits of crystal left over, and he thought, what am I going to do with these? And he said, oh, maybe I'll try to make that weird instrument I saw in a museum when I was a boy. What was it called? The glass harmonica. So after 200 years of, of non-existence, it was the digital electronic age that uh, resurrected this instrument. Uh, the sound that the glass harmonica produces sounds very much like what we call a sine wave. And the sine wave is the most pure tone that can be produced by electronic equipment. It's a tone that has no overtone, so it's basically this idea of a pure sound. Um, I, I contest that idea. I think there are no untouched sounds because the minute that the sound touches our ear, they touch our bodies and our minds and our experiences. And so all sound, the moment that it is heard, it becomes associated with with society and with culture. It's not possible to have a pure tone. I think it's fascinating, the idea of sound censorship. There are only two notes that all of these 12 women are singing. And uh, these two notes in combination was another band tone, the tritone. And in the medieval period, it was referred to as the devil's tritone because they thought the sound was unsettling and it must be associated with the devil somehow. <laughs> last question is evoking the broader context mm -hmm. of light, sound, and Venice. How are you responding to mm -hmm. Venice itself in this project? Well, I think one very interesting connection is uh, the water of Venice. To excite the bowls of the glass harmonica, I have to immerse my fingertips in water. And so at that moment, it's, it's almost like making a direct connection to the Venetian waterways. And uh, these are very old waterways that have connected people all over the world for centuries. And so I think that's a very interesting um, moment you know, of, of connecting history to uh, the contemporary 
experience and certainly to the Venice Biennial. I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Talk with sound artist Camille Normand. Learn more about the artist and the 56 Venice Biennale on freshartinternational.com. This Fresh Talk podcast is a feature of freshartinternational.com. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook and Twitter, where you'll find us at freshartintl. Remember, you can subscribe to this series for free on iTunes, and all the episodes are downloadable for public radio broadcast on prx.org. Stay tuned for more Fresh Talk. <laughs>